0: This is the Sweet World Podcast. I'm Jody, And I'm Kenny. And we have two games to review today. Kenny played through two indie games. The amount of time he played on both was fairly short, so we're going to throw two reviews at you today. One for Sector and one for the whole story. So let's start with Sector. Tell me about the basic premise of Sector.
1: Sector is a first-person shooter game. It was trying to harken back to the days of Doom. It had gameplay that you point your reticle uh, an Up and down XY plane at a thing that kind of moved around and pulled the trigger and hopefully you hit something. The indie game sector came out on June 28th. I played it for about three hours and overall was quite impressed. The gameplay itself had solid mechanics. Up until probably an hour in, I found out that the gameplay physics were absolutely horrible. But until then, shooting things felt pretty good. The overall movement was okay. The problems that I ran into really quickly were the settings menu didn't exist. The control scheme was a mystery. Yeah, I had to find it myself just by pressing all the buttons on the keyboard. Once I pressed all the buttons, I figured everything out. But even then, I had a really bad glitch issues. The ammo that spawned off of enemies couldn't be picked up most of the time, and when you ran out of ammo you just died because you couldn't do anything in the game, there was no melee. It's hard to play, not because it's hard. The developers actually updated the game since it came out and put a little subtitle that says the hardest game ever. But it's the hardest game because it's incomplete and you physically can't finish it without glitching through levels and doing weird things. The physics edge is completely broken. If you jump on an object that's movable, you fly through the object, it hurts you, and you might even land outside the level and just die.
0: If you want to play a hard game, you want it to be difficult because there is a challenge, really difficult enemies or very difficult puzzles that you need to solve, but not because the physics are weird.
1: Yeah. So if you want a difficult game, you want a game that is fair in its difficulty. You messed up, so you died. Perfect. Not, you jumped on the wrong pixel, so you flew through the map and got instantly annihilated is not a fair game. It was very frustrating. I streamed it for like three hours, got to level five, got to a stacking puzzle. You had to stack crates so you can get to a higher ledge. I couldn't jump on the crates because I kept jumping through the level. I broke the level four times, but I never got to the top of the plate. So it was very frustrating very quickly.
0: It sounds like it was an incomplete game. How are you going to rate it?
1: I refuse to rate the game because it wasn't finished. It obviously got greened on Steam by people who saw the art and saw that it was interesting like I did, but never actually picked up the game to play it, and they regret it, I'm sure. Regardless of what kind of gamer you are, you're not going to enjoy this game, and I highly recommend you don't pick it up.
0: Okay, let's move on to the whole story. That's H-O-L-E story. The whole story was developed as a result of Girls Make Games, which is a series of international summer camps, workshops, and game jams designed to encourage girls to explore the world of video games. And I'm reading this off of the whole story Kickstarter, and it says, With the help of growing list of partners like Google Play, Double Fine, and the Computer History Museum, we're determined to address the gender gap in the games industry one camp at a time. So, looks like it addresses women and girls who want to break into the gaming scene and aren't quite sure how. And uh, I think that sounds like a really cool opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely a very grassroots kind of effort to get girls, specifically, into game development. This camp is designed for teenage girls. So the developers of this game were anywhere between 13 and 16 years old. They were at a summer camp for two weeks, developed a prototype for this game, and then submitted it to Double Fine and Google Play. And that panel of judges then judged what game was best for that year. And this game won it through sheer gameplay mechanics and art and style and game design for these teenage girls. Then after that, Google and the other partners sponsored them a Kickstarter for their to start developing the game and release it as a full product. The game looks like it got $33,000 in funding, which is actually quite paltry for a game.
0: What was their funding goal?
1: Their funding goal was $10,000. After $10,000, they would release it on Steam. Then they had stretch goals so up to around $50,000, which would add a bunch of stuff into the game. And As usual, how Kickstarter goes, you add more money, it, the developers add more stuff. This one got around $30,000, which was three times the amount of the base, which should have added an expanded game world, riddles, explorable town and castle, new places, uh, documentary, and console ports. I don't know much about the console ports of those that ever happened. I did play this on Steam, and I believe the game hasn't been out long enough for it to be able to be ported. But when I played, the game seemed pretty primitive. They did have a year to develop it, which is really short for a game, to be honest. But the premise of the game was fine. The game wasn't glitchy and the fact that you had just had game-breaking bugs. The game often did crash on me, which was an issue. But it had a settings menu. I could window it. I could put on whatever resolution I wanted it to. So that part of it was polished, and overall the game was pretty polished. The crashing issues never got resolved. It only happened... I think three or four times in, in like the hour and a half I was playing it. But that's still it's still an issue, especially when it's a save-based game. It did have an auto-save function, which was good. So when I died and the game crashed, I didn't have to go back to the beginning, but I did go back to a significant part of the game.
0: Let's talk in detail about the things that you use to judge a game. So let's start with story. What was the story and what did you think about it?
1: So the story in this game was you're a teenage girl named Cindy that found a mysterious object in her backyard. You have a penchant for digging holes. You run around with a shovel, and that's the entire mechanic of the game. You hit with the left mouse button, and you dig a hole. So I dug through the backyard. I talked to my grandma and got some riddles and puns and got a key. I put the key in the box, and the box teleported me to another dimension in another time and place. It turned out that I was a princess, and I needed to be married to some prince of the hill, but it really was just the princess looked exactly like me, even though I had, like, modern clothes and everything else it was pretty it was pretty funny
0: you mentioned it was funny you said that it was punny did that really contribute to the story
1: absolutely yeah i think that was the main goal of the game you could definitely tell that the teenage girls that developed this game had a great sense of humor and they brought that flavor to the game there aren't games that do this that's why i play indie games is because you're able to find games that have a lot of flavor and personality to them they're not made to be giant games that everyone will enjoy and everyone will play they're meant to be extensions of the developers
0: And kind of an intimate form of expression, even.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely an art form. Unlike AAA titles, you know, you're never going to find Call of Duty as an art type game.
0: Let's move on to gameplay and mechanics. You said that pretty much you are able to talk to people and read riddles and dig holes.
1: Yes, that is basically the entire game. So you have like six buttons. You can move around, you can open your inventory, so you can actually see what items that you've collected. You can dig a hole. Digging a hole either does nothing, or you get an item. You can talk to people and interact with any object, and it's the same button. It's the space bar. That's it.
0: So it's not very complicated. Was it satisfying and kind of easy to pick up?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, once you figured out where the controls menu was, which was not hard, there's a help menu in the settings, it's pretty easy to find. You figured out how to move, and it was really easy just to get going. There's one more thing I wanted to bring up about gameplay. Uh, there was a small bug, well, it a large bug. Some of the quests you didn't actually have to complete, so you'd find the quest giver, and like, Oh, you can't pass this bridge until you bring me a snail, and, or, or some other riddle that you'd have to go. You could just walk past the NPC. <laughs> and not have to worry about it. Which was kind of funny. It shortened the game quite a bit if you just didn't do the quests that you needed to do. But overall, it was acceptable. And it wasn't, like, game-breaking. It didn't cause weird things to happen.
0: Tell me about the art style of the game.
1: So the art style was pretty basic. You think of, like, a old Super Nintendo game. The 16 to 32-bit colors and walking around with little sprites and you have very basic animations. In a modern game, you wouldn't see this. It had the kind of nostalgia that brought you back to, like... The roots of gaming, and it was it was endearing.
0: Tell me about sound.
1: I don't remember the sound too well, which is a good sign most of the time. A good sound design is either you make it amazing, like Zelda, or you make it non-obtrusive and adding to the experience. In this case, I found that the game was very whimsical because the sound is in the background without me noticing it. It didn't stand out in any kind of way, which means that it wasn't amazing, but at the same time, it didn't detract from the game and at, and it definitely added to the experience
0: there are some dialogue bits were they voice acting or not oh
1: no of course not they're they're all text so you mash the spacebar button and get through all the text and read it i actually read it all on stream it was was quite fun
0: finally tell me about the audience that this game was intended for
1: this game markets to indie gamers indie gamers as a whole if you enjoy indie games and, and the kind of flavor that indie games bring you would enjoy this game It doesn't exclude women, it doesn't exclude men, it doesn't exclude disabled people. There's no mechanic or anything in this game that people would find troubling if you were any kind of demographic other than someone that hates indie games.
0: So there aren't any troubling characters or actions, but who does this game represent? Who would especially like this game?
1: The fan of witty humor and indie games, absolutely.
0: Although this game was developed by girls and women at a camp that encourages girls and women to develop, you wouldn't say this game is marketed specifically toward girls and women, and you as a 22-year-old man were happy playing it.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I didn't find anything in there that was troubling. There were stories of princesses and unicorns. It was definitely satirical on the traditional, like, this is what a girl likes. That's what girls do. And you could tell it's a satire because it's absolutely hilarious. And so if you picked up on the satire, like anyone loving of witty jokes would, you definitely would not be excluded from enjoying the game.
0: Let's move on to ratings. What would you rate gameplay?
1: The gameplay I would give a 3 out of 5, something because it crashed. The mechanics that the game gave you weren't glitchy, and you got what you expected.
0: What would you rate the story?
1: Story, probably a 3 out of 5, just as average. Was just, there was no twists, and it was just, go down this path give a map to do it art art was definitely a four out of five it actually added to the game very well music four out of five it didn't detract at all it didn't have any glitches and it was definitely very good
0: and audience
1: audience was a five it was not exclusive to any demographic of gamer
0: okay there you have it that's sector and the whole story our recommendation don't play sector do pick up the whole story
1: be sure to catch us friday where you can get your little tidbits of news for the week
0: And then on Tuesday, I'll be reviewing Amygdala, which is an action platformer with a mysterious element reminiscent of The Binding of Isaac.
1: That's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in and happy gaming.